All right. We back again. And we are going to be talking about health today. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. Let's do it. Yeah, we're going to talk about health. Talk about getting fit, getting healthy. You know, not being uh, being former lard asses ourselves. Uh, we we can attest now, to this. And now we are swole hunk beefcakes. I wouldn't quite say that for myself, but uh, yeah, we're we're gonna get into all kinds of different health stuff. I have uh, been somewhat of a chunk, and and you have as well. I was two fifteen at one point at my at my absolute maximum capacity. At my at mine, I was two fifty. Two fifty. Two five. That's pretty big. Yep. That's a big one. I, I was yep. getting up there and you know, it's it's night and day. Living living that life and uh going from that and you know, losing weight. And I mean weight loss and, and health and diet, it's so much more than you know, oh, I, I wanna look good. I wanna look fucking hot or you know, whatever, all that I'm stupid. Yeah, it's more, it's really more it's more of a feeling and and it's not necessarily you know it's a misconception particularly among people who are overweight that you know it's all about it's all about trying to to look fucking hot and this this stupid shallow uh notion. You know, yeah, is it a perk? Sure it might be, but for myself, for example, uh when I was much bigger, you know, for context, I weigh about 155 right now. So that's quite a bit of weight. And for me, it was an it was an entire lifestyle change, you know, and it honestly wasn't that difficult. And you know, of course, that's going to vary person to person. It's not going to be certainly not going to be the experience for everybody. But for myself, it was a completely. There's so much that goes into weight that I think is psychological. Certainly, at least for myself, when I was two fifteen, I was a completely different person. And lived a completely different lifestyle. I was very depressed. And again, I'm not saying every overweight person is depressed. Not to generalize. I have no fucking idea. But let's be real. Let's be real. You are depressed when you're fat. I mean, most times, like there's a there, most times, I would argue there's something behind that. But you know, who knows? I, I don't want to say everybody is, but I would say the, the majority. For at least for myself, I would speak for myself. I certainly was. I was, you know, bigger, but to, you know, and I, I don't know if you've heard that term creeping obesity. That was certainly the case for myself because I really didn't realize it. No one really pointed it out to me. My ex-girlfriend's mom mentioned it one time to her that I started to look a little chubby, but you know, I was like, oh, fuck that bitch. You know, I just dismissed it. I really think much of it. I just kind of assumed, you know, whatever. She's just a hater. So, but so I, I didn't really give it a lot of thought. And as time went on, you know, I just sort of let it sink to the back of my mind and let it go. But it was more about how I felt. And I lived, like I said, I lived so pathetically. It was just a bad time in my life. I was extremely sad. I was going to college. But outside of that, I really didn't have a life. I moved to a new city. It was just me and my girlfriend. And I had uh nothing else going on you know i'd go to my classes i'd come home and the highlight of my fucking day was going to bojangles and getting the most absurd amount of food coming home and just dogging that shit watching netflix from my pathetically tiny ass kitchen table it was a little bitty fold out kitchen table in my apartment and every day 
nearly every day, I would go to Bojangles. I would order a fucking box meal, and it would be something akin to, you know, a breast, a leg. All this is fried, by the way. Breast, leg, uh, biscuit would come with it. it. I'd get, you know, mac and cheese and fries, Cajun fries. Then I would order bow rounds, which are basically, uh, in case you're not familiar, they're pretty much hash browns, but they're a breakfast item. So I would have to sit and wait an additional five or ten minutes for them to cook the bow rounds. Being the fat piece of shit that I was, I would wait every time. And I would order a bowberry biscuit, which is just the same biscuit with, like, blueberry shit and icing on it. I mean, fucking Christ, dude. It's a mega feast. And I would eat this on a nearly daily basis or something like it. And, again, it was the best part of my day. I was not in a good place mentally. I was lonely and sad. And I was not happy with who I was with. It was a pretty shitty time in my life. But I took solace in food. I took comfort in food. And I think that that's a a very common issue, obviously, amongst people who are overweight. And I know you can attest to that as well. You know, But for myself, it was just plaguing me. And it wasn't so much that I looked that bad. I, I didn't really realize it. I felt terrible i had migraines constantly nausea i would i would get severe migraines multiple times a week and the only thing that would alleviate it uh, uh those migraines was vomiting i'd have to puke and i'd have to make myself puke to make it stop i i tried medications i just tried resting in a dark room i tried tons of shit it just didn't work you know and one time i just straight up blacked the fuck out I'm not even kidding. I'm not exaggerating. I blacked straight the fuck out. Went down and just woke up and, and didn't know what the fuck happened. Now, of course, that could have been unrelated. But still, the the point yeah. for me... Well, the point for me was... I went to my cousin's wedding. I was a groomsman. And we took pictures. You know, his all of his wedding pictures and whatnot. And I looked back at him. He sent them to me. I looked back and I was just blown away. I couldn't believe what I saw. You know, it it wasn't it didn't even look like me. You know, I I was always skinny and and sort of lanky in school, and it, it just blew my mind that this is what I'd become. And and I just felt so bad as well at that point in my life, and it was just a huge changing point for me. And at that point, I I had to change everything. I I, I cut out soda. I haven't been since then. That was probably seven years ago. I haven't went to a fast food place in, in over seven years. Not so much as a fucking French fry, you know. But anyway, what what was what was yours like? Your epiphany of, of like holy fuck. Whew, man, that's a whole can of worms right there, my friend. So I never really had any medical issues. Uh, like you did when it came to my health. It's like, I always felt perfectly fine and, you know, I mean, relatively healthy for a 250-pound guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, though, man. So, for me, like, my whole life, pretty much, I've always had the constant niggling reminder of my fatness by my own mom she was uh, more than happy to 
throw it into my face how fat I was. Yeah, you mi- you mentioned that uh, last episode, I think, on the, yeah. the calling you a fat whale or some fucking crazy yep, shit. That's yeah, yeah, that shit I'll never forget. Uh, but no, that not that was not uh, the epitome of me for me. I guess for me, like I always knew I was kind of like a bigger guy, bigger than I wanted to be, but. Like, I never really saw it as the same way other people did. It's like, I knew it was big, but I didn't see myself as that big. Like, I'd see our fat people and just, like, how more disgusting they look. More like big balls of fat. And I just always thought, like, I just had a bigger belly. You So you thought you were more, like, chubby than fat, I guess. Yeah, like, my perception (laughs) of myself was always that I was chubby, not... Uh, not fat, although I might have weighed enough to be considered. Yeah, myself. but just based on your physicality, you didn't. Think yeah, that. yeah. Uh, so I guess for me, but you know, I always did want to lose the weight. Like it's always something I wanted to do. Just for the longest time, I was just too lazy to do it. But I think the moment that really struck me the most, uh, my epiphany epiphany i guess there you go you got it yeah epiphany was after actually after i lost most of the weight and then you showing me that picture from all of us at the cabin and just okay so to put it into context you're because you're kind of skipping over the entire portion of losing weight so it sounds like to me you you just sort of like because you know to to backtrack here because obviously no one knows this you came here to fill in a fucking giant blank here you were two fifty give or take you you came yeah, and visited I was, a couple uh, times he came and visited yeah. once before just to clarify all right he so came, yeah you visited and that's when you were at your biggest the first yeah. time you visited for about yeah a week. the first time I visited you guys well not you guys though you were just you back then uh, first time I visited you. I was at my heaviest at 250 pounds. Uh, and I, de- I never really noticed it as much as uh, our people did. So coming back to everyone and then going back there, I, I start the second time I came back was when I wanted to start losing the weight a little bit. Uh, I didn't go to the gym, but I was trying to eat a lot healthier, at least compared to, comparatively to what I used to eat, although not that successfully. And by the time I left, I like I really didn't lose too much pounds. Uh, yeah, how much I, did you lose anyway? I'm not sure. Okay, I don't remember. Like, the second time I was there, I don't really remember how much okay, I Okay, yeah, lost. so, and then you went back, I never and then really, you, came, yeah. you came back once more. Yeah, and so it's the third time I was there. That I really started taking it seriously. Yeah. Well, your intent was uh, that. I mean, you came here. For, I mean, you, obviously, you came here for for bigger reasons to try to make a life here. But a big part of that was it was getting fit, getting healthy. Yeah. And you came me, like, here badly. Yeah. Out of for shape. me, the third time, the third time was all about changing, about changing the kind of person I was, the way I looked. So it wasn't was really. It wasn't really like a particular moment of. Oh wow, I'm fat. I need to lose weight. I, no. It sounds like it was more of like 
I'm living a particular lifestyle and it's gotten me nowhere and I need to yep. change my lifestyle and losing weight was a, was a part of bettering your lifestyle. Yeah. Because I mean, right. trust me, okay. it's trust me. Like I've known I've been fat for a long time. I have a fucking, I had a mother to remind me about it every day. Yeah. So you were used but, to it. it. You know, that wasn't really the biggest thing for you. And it's also because her neck is, and it's like this. The biggest driving force that's helped me lose the weight was really to just be in a more positive environment, man. Because with with my mom, it was always just so hostile and negative that it just... You were just giving like her ammo. Trig- yeah, it just triggered a, a something in my mind to just kind of like rebel against her and not in a positive way for me, just... You know, like, you know, fuck her. Way. Yeah. It yeah. was more like a, you know, fuck her. I don't care what she says. I'll just go and fucking eat whatever the fuck I want. I don't care. Yeah. Well, uh, also, I would say that it's cyclical because she pushed, you know, like she, you know, you eat, you're overweight, and then she bullies you for it. And then that makes you feel bad. You're not just rebelling, but you feel bad. And your comfort was food. Uh, and also, she was also. One of my biggest suppliers of unhealthy food. Yeah, so she was enabled as well. But not to get too much into the whole, like, psyche with your mom and this, that, and the other. But the point yeah, is, is, is you that came... That yeah, right, episode. yeah. So, I mean, you came you came over and... So, yeah, I came over again right. for a third time. Uh, and this was when I really wanted to change. Like, I... Because I came with the mentality of that, you know, win or lose, I was going to... I was going to, like, at the end of the six months, I was going to have changed at some... Yeah. You some were going to be better, whether whether yes. you got you stayed here or you didn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, it first started with going to the gym, with uh, going to Plant Fitness, and kind of just trying to stick with... Well, not, not with that. Like, it really just started with walking every day. Every day, as soon as I woke up, like, the first thing I had to do was... You just walk around the neighborhood. Walk I remember around that. the neighborhood. Like, yeah. you start off, like, what I was able to. Like, the first thing, and just this for the folks out there listening, all two of you, we love you. Mm-hmm. Give me your email address. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, we might have got a third by now, for luck. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, so, the first time I was, like, for... Uh, First or second day, I was there living with you and Libby. Yeah, Libby took your ass Libby. out yes. and ran. Me and Libby, yeah. we went and we didn't ran. We walked. We walked in the neighborhood. And by the time we got back, like, now at the end, we did run, but we ran downhill. Yeah, so I remember when you came through that door, you looked like you were going to fucking die. Yeah. And you, be, no, you like barely it. went anywhere. Yeah. You know? Like, we barely did. We it was bad. Did two miles, and it I was, was really like, fucking bad. My shirt was all wet with sweat. Oh, I you was, drenched. You look like you ran a fucking marathon. Yeah, I was out of breath. I was just like, yeah, I could barely walk. I really could. So that's how badly out of shape I was, mm-hmm. where I couldn't walk. And again, this we're not talking about running. We're talking about walking at yeah, best. Like power brisk, walk, a brisk walk. But the thing is here. The point is, it's it, to a point. It's how you look, and I mean, when you're a particular weight, you want to. People are shallow. People do judge you by the way you look. First impressions. I mean, it's life. 
you can't you can't do anything about that there's not much you can do you can only control you okay so but see this isn't what the path that most people take most people want to live their way and they want to spiral the fuck out and live this this reckless self-indulgent hedonistic life and then they want other people to accept them regardless yeah. regardless and that's, and that's just and not that's the just way not that life works you're not going to do that you can't rewire every other person now that doesn't mean that you have to fucking give in to their demands and you could do what you want to do but you have to understand that you also can't control other people so anyway my point there is that you know when you're overweight it, it really it's more about health like yeah appearance is part of it but for me again i felt fucking terrible i felt awful I was in very bad shape. And, you know, I was only 215, but I still, I felt like garbage. I ate garbage, you know, which means I was fucking garbage. Like, it, it really was a big problem in my life. So I looked at that. I immediately cut sodas out of my life. I don't, I still don't drink them to this day. I went cold turkey on all this shit. I cut out all fast food, processed foods. I don't eat processed frozen foods. I don't, nothing, nothing like that. I eat very lean very super fucking wholesome i mean it's not like i don't eat bad things of course yeah i like a fucking cupcake every now and again too but every you know i don't think you have to cut every bad thing out of your life it's about moderation and speaking from experience you know again i food has and i mean exercise is part of it but exercise is really more of like a sculpting phase it's i i feel and i think any any nutritionist will tell you this Diet is a is a far bigger indicator of health than exercise. Ex- I would I, encourage anybody to exercise, but diet plays a tremendous role. I would say it's, I would say it's a little bit of both. And also, I can't. I mean, I'm I'm no doctor. I'm no nutritionist here. Uh, but I think it also just kind of like depends on the, on the person how fast they're able to uh, metabolize the food they eat. Well, yeah, or, of course. Because for me. Because for at least a guy like me, uh, my metabolism is kind of shoddy. Uh, probably because of like bad, the unhealthy lifestyle I had, I had led up to this point. Well, I don't know if that has uh, anything to do with your metabolism. Well, I kind of think, I'm, I mean, again, I'm no doctor. So, you know, yeah. one of, that's one more, of the three that's of you That's more genetic. That's more genetic. I don't know. It's like, it just, like, I just remember, I just know, like, before I couldn't really eat too much without gaining a lot of weight, but as soon as I started working out a lot more and burning a lot of calories, but see that's like, a, that's a, that's a skewed statement because you've always overate. Pro- when you were over when you were overweight, you, it's because you overate. Like yeah, d- did you maybe have a low metabolism? Sure, particularly if you were an overweight child, I would say so. But you also indicated that your mom and likely your aunt contributed to that bad diet if they're negligent then they probably didn't give a shit what you ate either okay Mm -hmm. so we can't really know i would say metabolism is more of a genetic factor and while you may have a low metabolism up until the past couple years you also lived in a terrible lifestyle as well you know like for example my parents my mom genuinely has a low metabolism she's been overweight her entire life and she puts in far more effort than than most people but she still eats like shit and my dad, he was fucking six. He's six three. He used to be fucking ripped at my age, 
when he was in his 20s, dear God, dude looked like a fucking bodybuilder. But now, you know, the guy's like 290. It's just, he just eats garbage all the time. You know, it's about, it's way more about what you put in your body. Exercise is great and it has tons of physical and mental benefits. And I'd encourage anybody to exercise at your own rate, whatever's healthy for you. But nutrition and diet is by far more important because it's your fuel, right? It's like, it doesn't fucking matter if you're driving a Lamborghini, if you're putting fucking, uh, you know, milk in the gas tank, who cares? It's not going to fucking run. It doesn't matter. You know, if you exercise all day long, you're getting fucking super swole, but you're eating hot garbage throughout the entire day. It really doesn't mean that much. You know, you're just sculpting trash. You know, it's better than nothing. But diet is a tremendous indicator because, again, to to talk from personal experience, after I cut soda, what people intake alone in soda is, I mean, it's flabbergasting. It's incredible. What garbage is in soda? I mean, the, the sugar alone, like the average sugar intake for a person, for a woman, it's lower. For a man, it's a bit higher in the 20s and 30s of grams of sugar. You know, a man shouldn't have more than, I think it's like 35, 38 grams, something like that. Woman, it's somewhere in the 20s because they're smaller typically. And that's so small. That's so fucking small. Like for, to put it into perspective, uh, I had an old root beer that was sitting in the back of my fridge a while back. And I was going to drink it with a meal one night. And I was like, ooh, a nice root beer. It's a nice little reward. It was just sitting back there from fucking God knows when. This fucking thing had like 55 grams of sugar. It's nearly two days worth of your daily sugar intake. Those nutritional values are there for a reason. But see, people don't look at that. They don't fucking, most people don't look at that. So let's say like a person drinks, I mean, you said this yourself. You're a perfect example. You used to drink like two, three, four, 20 ounce bottles yep. of Coca-Cola a fucking day. Yep. Yeah, there was a, when I was a teenager, I would buy, like, three bottles of Coke and drink them per day. You know, like, I drink one in the... Okay. I drink one for, like, lunch, for uh, dinner. I drink one at night, and I work in somehow, like, drinking a third one during that day. So, I was drinking a so, lot of it. To put it into perspective, the average cola, this is with caffeine, the average cola... 20 ounce has 51 grams of sugar if you get one that's caffeine free for whatever reason it's 60 grams of sugar now of course that's different based on the cola you're drinking but that's that's fucking insane all right you've already exceed so basically when you drank three cokes you said how many cokes a day three okay that's 150 grams all right the average daily intake average daily sugar intake man uh the average daily sugar intake for a man is 38 grams okay 30 fucking eight so you consumed four times quadruple what you needed in sugar just on fucking soda alone just on soda that doesn't include cookies cakes anything just the soda okay so if you're trying to diet, if you really are interested in losing weight, getting healthy, just being more fit, be anything, okay? Even if you're not interested in exercising or whatever, cut the fucking sugar out of your diet immediately. 
That yeah, is the that's... fastest thing. That is the fastest thing that will get fat off of your waistline. Yeah, right. that's definitely one of the best ways to go about it. But I, I still advocate for, you know, exercise a lot. Because yeah, I, I, never, think, I never said I know you. I know you didn't yeah. say that, but I do think, I still do think that exercise has just as big of an important role as just your dietary habits. But I think, I think, you know, dietary changes will take you so far. They will take you so far, but they'll take you most of the way. Like, I think you're skewing the percentage. Diet is more important than exercise, but exercise is important. It's important. It's very important, and everyone should do it. Every single person should do it, okay? But if you eat trash, it just doesn't make that big of a difference because your arteries are going to clog up, okay? Again, speaking from personal experience, having had open-heart surgery, not for dietary reasons, you know, not because I'm going to eat like garbage, but... That's a whole different issue. Valvular surgery. Still, I took cardiac rehab courses. You know this after the fact. And even though I was a valvular patient, I'm not really in there. You know, dietary stuff doesn't really have a lot to do with valvular issues. Every other person in there, I was very, I'm young. Everyone else in there was in their 50s and 60s, you know, for the most part. And these are all people who have either had heart attacks and or bypass surgery, have had stents placed, you know, you name it. My dad's had a heart attack. He's had double bypass surgery after his stents failed. My mom has had a heart attack. She has stents in her heart, you know. So I have a lot of experience in this. And oftentimes the problem with these patients is they come in there and they just, they're old. They just eat like shit. That's really it. You know, they'll go in there and exercise. They'll go on the little treadmill and on the little bike. And, you know, it, 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 that's great. And have at it. And you, everyone, sh- again, it doesn't mean much you know there was this old guy in there nice you know sweet old man but they'd always jump on his ass they they had like little stations where they had to take our blood pressure every, every day every session and if the if a patient was diabetic that take their blood sugar and all this stuff so you go in there and before you know half of the course was exercise and half of it was teaching you know it was a it was like an actual uh academic course so in the first half you go in you take your blood pressure these old folks had such fucking high blood pressure just for no just high as fuck. And I know they're on beta blockers. I know they're on medication. You know, I am as well for for the valvular surgery I had. But they're in there. They're on beta blockers, which slows your heart rate. It redu- You know, it suppresses the beta cells in your heart. It makes your heart strain less. It doesn't have to work as hard. And it's it's great. I mean, honestly, it's great for anybody. You know, unless you have naturally low blood pressure, it does lower the blood pressure. So if you already have low blood pressure, like myself, it it can be a little um, risky. You know, you have to watch your dosage. But these old folks, man, they have crazy-ass blood pressure. Crazy, crazy blood pressure. Super hypertensive, often because it's their diet. You know, they're sneaking shit that they shouldn't eat. They're, you know, this guy's like, yeah, I had some fucking lasagna last night. Like, you had a heart attack, you know. All that, like, the, the rule of thumb is if it's greasy or or, or ooey, gooey, sticky, it, it's probably bad. It's almost certainly bad, right? Unless it's, like, fucking honey or something. But if it's, like, you know, yeah, grease and fat. That good for you. Yeah, no, honey's honey's great. It's, 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 it's natural. It's, it's really good for, like, lots of ailments and sicknesses and stuff like that. It's great in tea. It's a, it's very good for the digestive tract, stuff like that. But, you know, diet has a tremendous impact in your anatomy. 
the exercise is important, but it's just more like the cherry on top. I, I don't really think like when you came over here to lose weight, it's great that you went to the gym, but it doesn't really mean nearly as much until you get healthy, right? And I, even you can attest to this, the more weight you lost, a, a, as you began to lose more and more weight and you got down to a more suitable weight, it became easier for you to exercise, all right? If you're like 500 fucking pounds and you exercise every day and you stay 500 pounds, yeah, sure. Is your stamina going to increase? Yeah, okay, sure. But you're going to feel a lot fucking better when you weigh a normal person weight. You know, sure. so this health at any size shit doesn't, it, it's not real, you know? Yeah, knock yourself out, exercise, but watch what you fucking eat because that's, it's easier to make mistakes there. Like, if you get on a treadmill and you run for an hour, that's awesome. And you probably burned a few hundred calories. It doesn't mean that much, though, when you just drank three Coca-Colas and you quadrupled the sugar intake. If you ran for an hour on the treadmill, you burned like over a thousand calories. That's awesome. But again, do you know how easy it is to consume that in food? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. If, if you're poor at controlling your diet. For some people, they don't understand. The average person just doesn't look at this data. You know, they don't understand... You know, it's just, it's not even stupidity. It's just ignorance where, and some people do know and they just throw caution to the wind. But again, you drink a soda automatically. Like, the, you know, let's, let's look at this. Calories, 20 ounce Coke. All right, the calories in a 20 ounce Coke, 231. All right, so you basically had 700 fucking calories. 700, which is one third of your daily caloric intake as a man, roughly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in a Coke of Coke. Yeah, okay. if you're a man, like the daily amount of calories you should have, you should you should eat by day, like to sustain yourself, three thousand. But if you want to lose some weight, two thousand five hundred. Two thousand is way too much. That's not at all that's, correct. That, that's like if you exercise a shitload, right? If you're a very 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 active person, yeah, maybe like twenty six twenty eight hundred. But three thousand, if you are that motherfucker that's on that treadmill for an hour, knock yourself out, kid. But the average man, if you're the average man is probably relatively sedentary because the average man in America weighs 197 pounds and he's five foot nine. So he's probably probably works a desk job. He probably doesn't move that much. You know, he probably doesn't exercise a lot. So that guy needs to consume to sustain about twenty two hundred calories on average. Oh, I was going to say twenty two thousand five hundred to maintain for the average man. Two thousand. Yeah. To lose. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. And and for sure, and for women it's a bit lower. And if you're dieting, yeah, for women, a lot. For women to maintain it's two thousand. For weight loss, it's a thousand five hundred for women. Yeah, and you know, it, it, of course, there are all kinds of parameters there, like you know, height, etc., blah blah blah. But generally speaking, it's that old rule, man. It's simple. It's just calories in, calories out. It's not that complicated. But now, if you want to get in the nitty gritty, it can be. But if you just want to purely lose weight, but again, you can consume low calories, but if you just ate a bunch of sugar, like those sodas, that's 700 fucking calories, a third of your caloric intake in a day as a man, okay, roughly to lose, you know, like on a sustainable weight, sustainable weight. And you just, but the problem with that is you could say, oh, okay, well, I didn't eat that much that day. Fair enough. But you also quadrupled your fucking sugar intake and that weight goes straight to your fucking hips. Okay, this and it increases your blood sugar. Uh, And then a lot of these food choices increase your cholesterol. 
okay? And then inevitably, your blood pressure is going to go up, particularly pe- because people, you know, it's a lot cheaper to eat like shit often than it is to eat healthy. Eating healthy is can be ex- very expensive and it's time consuming and it takes more effort, okay? Because it's the right thing to do and the right thing to do is usually harder than the easy thing. So people will go and get a fucking McChicken. You know, I was talking to Grant the other day. He said this. He said it would cost like, I think he said like $6 or something. Like a McChicken's maybe a dollar. He said you could eat six McChickens or something like that. I can't remember the exact number. And sustain on an entire day's worth of calories. That's true. But it's also garbage food, right? But see, people look at that like, well, it's cheap. It's affordable. I can easily, I can feed my whole family on that, right? But again, it's bad fuel. It doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, it's keeping you from starving, but it's not helping you. It's not healthy. It's not anything. And see this, but people don't look at the interim. They look, you know, or rather they only focus on the interim. They don't look at the long term. They don't look at the cumulative damage because they can't see the cumulative damage. They don't really know what it's doing to them in the greater scheme of things. So again, it's called creeping obesity. It's exactly what happened to me. It creeps up on you slowly, slowly, slowly. And then all of a sudden you realize you're fucking fat and you didn't even notice it. You know, and then, of course, some people are in denial and we live in this fucking Care Bear society where everybody wants to tell you it's OK to be you, even if you're the size of a fucking Mack truck. And it just isn't. It just isn't. You probably feel badly mentally and physically. And that's because you should. Now, that doesn't mean people should bully you. I've said this in a couple episodes ago. It means that you need to take that. If you feel like shit, like myself, I felt ill. I felt unhealthy. I said, okay, something's wrong. I got to fix it. And I did. And, you know, it works. It fucking works. And, like, while I did eventually get into, like, an exercise program that worked for me, and that's great, cutting out soda was the first thing I did. It was the easiest thing to do. Transition to water, you eventually get used to it. You know, it's healthy. It's great for your kidneys. And I just slam water all fucking day, all day long. I think, yeah, I kind of think for me, like, uh, one of the, easiest things for me to actually give up was actually fast food because like i kind of like, uh last year like i went months without ever going to like a fast food place like mcdonald's burger king or wendy's and also i, I didn't i didn't even miss it it's like it just like i never really felt like the need like the the want in the back of my mind like oh man i really want like a, a burger from this place. No, I was like, yeah, I'm good. That's exactly how I felt. You know, that was my experience as well, which is just, I didn't miss it. Now, I yeah. think it's it's difficult for some people to cut out because it's so affordable. You know what I mean? It's just so easy to do. I don't think people struggle to give it up because, oh my God, it tastes so good. And it's just, it's just so amazing. It's the best. Not really, because once you get used to eating real food, you definitely don't miss it, as you said, because you know what real food tastes like, and it's it's good. But it's just it's the convenience and and the yeah. you know you have to t- take into account people struggle financially at times. It's difficult, and I and I get it. People have children, and it's it's easy to do. People are pressed for time. Fast food, it makes sense. I get it. You know, people, you know, people out here who live paycheck to paycheck, unfortunately, and have children, and you know, it, it's fast, it's affordable. I get it, and there are no real easy answers here. But what I could, because it's going to take more effort. It's going to take more time and, and, you know, or it's going to take more money. You got to pick one. 
and it's it's sad but it's the way it is so for what i'm saying is you have to just be willing to sacrifice like for me the first thing again it was soda it's the easiest yeah. thing to give up because you for drink me it was actually pretty difficult well see drinking you dr the reason i say that is is because now of course that is subjective but you drink constantly right but on a logical level you're drinking far more often than you're eating right so when you cut out something as bad as soda from your diet, I mean, the acid, the, the fucking carbonation in it, the, the caffeine in it, uh, the, obviously the sugar is really the biggest problem. All these things, because you're drinking it so often, you cut that out of your diet, That's it's huge. It's a huge boon to you, and it's something that you're – once you replace it with water, it's it's such an easy change. Now, again, some people struggle, like you're saying, to transition to get off of soda, but it, it's – it's something that will show you the fastest result. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying it's the easiest to transition. That's subjective, certainly. But it's certainly going to give you benefits the fastest. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think it was just difficult for me to, to cut soda just because I was just... Like I said, I used to drink three, three 20-ounce bottles of soda a day. So mm -hmm. for me to just kind of gave it up really was kind of like a bit more challenging because I would just feel that need to taste it. Well, see, and I think the best thing I would encourage in a, a person in that position, I would say the best advice I could give someone is to educate themselves. You know, once you really know the science, really know, like just take a course or, or, you know, just spend some time reading online, watch some videos, you know, um, like again, when I when I had open heart surgery, I went to Cleveland Clinic. Cleveland Clinic has been ranked the number one cardiac facility in the United States, I think, for the past twenty four years now. Um, they're tremendous. I mean, they wrote literally wrote the book. It's called Heart Four One One. It's fucking. I think his name. What's his name? Mark Gilinoff. Maybe he's like the main cardiac guy there. And you know, I've read that thing cover to cover. It. it, it it's everything about the human heart. It's incredible. And there's so much there. Like if you go to Cleveland Clinic's website, I mean, everything you would want to know about the human heart, it's there. They, they have that information available. And when you know, and not just on the heart, I, you know, particularly because I'm a heart surgery patient, I'm more privy to that information. But still, what, when you know what this shit does to your body, it, it, it's jaw dropping. And once you really educate yourself, it, it's hard to have a desire to want it. Like now, knowing what I know, oh. I can't. Like I can't put it in my body. I can't do it. Yeah. I I I disagree. Like I kind of think I kind of think some people will can still inform themselves, see what kind of damage they're doing, and still do it. Well, no, yes. it's not a point to disagree. I'm not. Say, I'm not saying that's everyone. I'm saying that was my experience personally no you're absolutely right there are people who because, know that something's bad and yeah. they still fucking do it i'm not because, saying you know, someone no, i'm just saying i'm encouraging you to educate yourself i'm not saying that it will 100 percent stop you from doing it that's just right. what i would encourage you to do all right because i remember you showing me the video of of them like measuring how much sugar was oh yeah and coke <laughs> I mean, that was a lot. Like, seeing how much it was, like, it was a lot, but it didn't stop me. And I've seen videos yeah. of people dunking, like, uh, 
coins teeth. or teeth. teeth. Have you seen the teeth? Oh my god! I think I did. That shit is horrifying. It is, but they it, leave it, it overnight and it like yeah. fucking dissipates the tooth, and you still yeah, drink it. it. Fucking yeah. madness, I dude. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes when you're just, because sometimes you're just, you just throw caution to the wind, and you're just like, oh fuck it, you know, yeah. I just, I want to taste it. Just, yeah. Well, what people, really drives you is just the drive to want. Well, it's the primal desire, and some people just have a lot of, you know, it's mental for a lot of people, and there's a ton of facets, and there's tons of people. I'm not saying foolproof. Hey, this works. I'm just saying as a baseline, the first thing you should do is educate yourself. You know, again, you may cave and, and, and you may be unsuccessful. I don't know. That's totally subjective. It's that's on you, but I think, uh, you know. If if everybody knew the science, if everyone was properly educated on health and, and what these things do to your body, I think a, a large percentage of people who aren't very addicted to food and very overweight would, would clean their diets up. Now, of course, there are exceptions. There are people who just have really deep-rooted psychological issues or, or you know, they're very, very addicted to food, impulse control problems. There are a myriad of issues here. But just knowing what it does is is horrifying you know when you when you eat this shit like that sugar you know that's that is one of the biggest contributors to weight gain now again it's not just about weight it's far more than that it's 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 something that affects the entire body and and again this is why i got so fucking upset nearly screaming a couple fucking episodes ago when we were talking about people who were fat because, you know, I take it very personally because as someone who was overweight and someone who has a family of overweight people, my, my parents, my brother, they're all very overweight and they all live very unhealthy lifestyles. And, you know, you as well uh, live that lifestyle. I myself lived it. I have experience, you know, with this and, and seeing what it does. And, and when I hear someone say What's well, my body? You know, it's my body. It's, it doesn't affect you. It's just not that simple. Yes, it does. It does. When, when you put this shit into your mouth, you know, if you have children, I, and I may have, I don't know who, I, I think I mentioned this before when we were talking. Yeah, I mentioned it, I think the last episode, maybe. Did I, th I was talking about the overweight woman with the kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, remember that? And she, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it does, it does. Like, when you when you have a parent who is, you know, tremendously overweight, um is poisoning their body with this garbage. You know, that, in all likelihood, I, I doubt you're fucking feeding, if you're eating fucking candy all day, I doubt you're feeding your kid fucking peas and carrots. It's, are there exceptions? Sure. But it's unlikely. And you feed the cycle. And it's not just as simple as, oh, he's going to get fat and get picked on. No, no, no. That's the least of his fucking problems, all right? It, what ends up happening is you drink all these sodas. You don't really think about it. Like my dad, perfect example. You know, the guy, he works his ass off, super hard worker, constantly active, but he goes home and he'll eat a fucking box of popsicles. You know, he thinks that it's okay because he's been all active all day that he can just go home and fucking gorge. It just doesn't work that way. It's just not how science works. Life doesn't give a shit that you worked for 12 hours when you come home and eat a fucking mega feast. Okay. So, he throws all the sugar into his body, and now he's borderline diabetic, and so is my mom, okay? So soon, it's going to develop into full-blown type 2 diabetes, you know, and then you're on a, into a whole host of other issues. You're talking about diabetic neuropathy, you know, you're, you're going to start to lose sensation in your fucking fingers and toes. It could eventually lead to amputation, 
you know, blindness can cause a tremendous amount of nerve damage. It, it literally damages your fucking nerve endings in your body, man. You know, there are people who, who lose complete function of, of certain parts of their body, and it's, it's very scary, and it's very common. And most importantly, it's very reversible. Not only preventable, reversible. You know, in, in most cases, most people are not type 1 genetically diabetic. Most, it's attributed to poor diet. So, I mean, you're talking about diabetes, which, again, what this does is your pancreas begins to, it's, it's overloaded. It can't produce insulin correctly. Basically, you're poisoning your body to such a severe extent with sugar that you're just fucking pummeling your pancreas. And your poor pancreas, which sits behind your stomach and... It looks like a fucking dick. It's like cucumber shaped. It's laying behind your right in front of your spine and behind your stomach. It is just being pummeled with just garbage all day long. Bam, 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 bam. With all this sugar, all this trash, it can't properly produce insulin. And as a result, it, it starts to fail. Okay. And then you have to have insulin shots and, you know, all this other shit. You have to check your blood sugar levels and it's a whole complicated fucking mess. And then eventually it leads to neuropathy and, and, you know, potential blindness, all this stuff. And, of course, this fucking means you're going to the doctor a lot. It means you have lots of tests and medications and, and procedures. Where do you fucking think that comes from? Yeah, you're, you're paying a, a medical premium, maybe, if you have insurance, you know. But then that, that means the premiums go up for everybody. Because people are getting fatter and lazier. And there's more people with diabetes and heart disease and all this other shit. So it absolutely impacts everyone else, not to mention your own family, your own children. If you're so fucking self-indulgent and hedonistic that you eat yourself into fucking diabetes, you know, now like you're a fat fucking turd who's got one foot and is fucking blind and your wife's got to take care of you. Yeah. You, and you're going to sit and tell me it's my body. It doesn't affect any. What the fuck are you talking about? Yes, it does. Yes, it fucking does. Now, if you're moderate and responsible, that's a different discussion. We're talking about people who have severe impulse control. And again, going back to the heart, you know, when you eat this trash and you eat red meat constantly, there's nothing wrong with eating red meat, you know, if you keep it within reasonable portions. Eat it a couple times a week, less than six ounces. That's it. You don't need, like, if you, why the fuck are you buying a porterhouse? Why? You do not need a 20-ounce steak unless you're fucking splitting it with someone. It's ridiculous. It's an absurd amount of meat. It's incredibly difficult. Where the hell can my, you that much? I, my, my brother, my dad, a lot of people, you know, they think because it exists, then it's okay, right? Again, that's, the also average, some, that's, the, that's the other thing you have to learn when you're trying to, to die better. Just because there's a lot of food on your plate doesn't mean you have absolutely, to do it. 100%. And uh, that's another thing that was discussed in cardiac rehab. The average portion size, at least in America, in a restaurant is four times that of what would be considered normal or healthy. Yeah, so if you I've, go to Olive Garden, you get some pasta, it's quadruple what you should be eating. Yeah, like that's one thing I, I know it's a lot from uh, eating at restaurants while staying there. It's just it's crazy. Oh, it's, crazy. it's crazy. So, you know, the best thing to do is when you go to a restaurant, like, for example, we go to this restaurant called Hock and Chow. And, you know, it's like Asian fusion. You've been there. So what we yep. do is we'll get the lo mein. And, you know, it's it's for one person. We'll get it, and then we'll split it in half immediately. You know, so right at the beginning of the meal, we just order it. And, of course, you save money as well. So instead of paying $10 a person, I pay $10 once. 
and then I ask for an additional plate, I split it and then give half to Libby, you know? So it, it just makes way more sense. You just don't fucking need that much food. But see, again, lots of this fast, cheap food, it's, again, it's cheap. So people are able to buy like a fucking entire bucket of chicken for a few bucks, you know? So they don't know how to properly portion. I use, you know, if these motherfuckers want to pay me, that would be great. HelloFresh. Shout out HelloFresh. Love HelloFresh. Libby set it up a while ago. I've been using it for a good while. I love it. It's amazing. It is, and there are different variations of this. Different businesses do it, but we use HelloFresh. It is, uh, they have different plans for like two or four people or whatever. We use the two people, uh, the pro, the plan for two. There's a vegetarian option. There is obviously a non-vegetarian, which is what we use. But you can set it up for however many days a week. We set it up for three. And we can go through this app and pick uh, uh, through maybe 10, 15 different meals. And once a week on Monday, they send us a box full of three meals and it's all fresh meat very um quality you know like local farms and you know very ethically blah blah you know all that hippie shit all that good all that good stuff whatever everything you want to hear wild caught fish blah 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 all right so good quality meat and reasonable portions and the meat comes prepackaged, frozen you or it's not frozen yet you know it's just fucking i guess it was previously refrigerated stick it in the freezer and then they have each meal separated into bags. And then they have a recipe. You follow the recipe. It takes maybe 20, 30 minutes. Boom, you're good to go. You get your veggies. You get your starch. You get your meat. You know? So, uh, you know, I love it. It's it's perfectly portioned. I know exactly what's in it. You know, there's no butter, lard, garbage grease. You know, it's what we put in it. We decide. And if we want to tweak it, we tweak it. You know? So almost every meal they have is relatively healthy. I, I fucking love it. I had steak yesterday. It was awesome. You know? reasonable amount of steak so it's really about reading researching paying attention so again what how this impacts your body it it, it does so in so many fucking ways and when you eat this shit and it go, you know as far as your heart goes you know your cholesterol goes up with a lot of these food you have hdl and ldl you have your shitty cholesterol ldl uh, or rather hdl and good cholesterol i may have those backwards I think LDL is the shitty cholesterol and HDL is the good cholesterol. Anyways, um, you know, you want good, you want a lot of HDL, I believe so, and you want very little of HDL. And then, of course, you want to combine low cholesterol. So what ends up happening, like my parents, their cholesterol levels are extremely high. So they take uh, these drugs called statins. Lots of older people are on them. Here's the problem. They're on these statins to lower their cholesterol artificially. But they don't change their diets. They keep eating trash, and they artificially lower their cholesterol. But the problem with statins is it's notorious for causing aches, pains. They have a lot of bone issues, all, all kinds of shit. It's a mess, you know. And then they end up on a fucking ton of medications that they really just shouldn't be on if they just clean their fucking diet up, you know. And then, you know, so they have a side effect for this. And then, of course, they take a medication for those side effects and so on and so forth. You know, it's like that fucking St. Vincent song, pills, 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 nah, nah, nah. pills to sleep, pills to, nah, 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 nah. you know, there's fuck a pill for everything. Yeah. So it it's out of control. It just seems like most of those pills just make make your situation worse and help you. Well, it fixes a problem. And again, speaking from experience, you know, like I'm on a beta blocker. Now I'm on a beta blocker because I've had valvular surgery and I'm prone to arrhythmias and, and high heart rate and all kinds of stuff. 
So for me, I'm on the medication to keep my heart rate in check, to reduce the, you know, the chance of arrhythmia, and also to, and and it kind of keeps my heart in a more uh, sustainable state, which means that my ejection fraction, which is your heart's ability to pump blood throughout your body, it's, and it has been, it's been successful so far, slightly, because when you have heart surgery, automatically your heart, uh, your ejection fraction is lowered, usually significantly by several percent, uh, which is a big deal. You know, heart failure is 35% and below, generally speaking. Mine was at 40 post-surgery. It was at 56 prior to the surgery. Now it's back up to 50 because of this medication, because my heart has been able to sort of take a fucking breath, so to speak, or many breaths, to be able to recover some of its pumping function, right? So, but see, a lot of people are on that same medication because their their heart their blood pressure is high and whatnot. So you have this lethal combination when you eat poorly, particularly like red meats and things that are difficult. For one, they're difficult to digest. Your body struggles to digest pork and all this other shit. It's very difficult for the body. It's also very difficult for the body to digest sugar. Okay, so it's very rough on you, um, and it causes a lot of other issues. And that's another thing. It causes there's so many i don't know i sound like i'm fucking spazzing all over the place but truly that's how medicine is it's how science and health is you you know it'll cause an issue and then that issue splinters off into another issue and another issue it's like a fucking branch it's like a branching system right so when you eat shit it impacts so many things so the first thing is you eat it and you know your blood pressure so as soon as you eat Particularly, let's say you eat a bunch of pasta, which is like high in carbs, really unhealthy, really fatty. All right, it's difficult for your body to digest this, okay? So your body struggles to digest it or anything like really salty pork or something like that, especially like a lot of it. So your body's struggling to digest this and break it down. And then what ends up happening is your blood pressure spikes, okay? Now again, if if this is a once in a while occasion, okay, but if this is a regular occurrence for you, this is where it starts to become an issue. Your blood pressure starts to increase. And then eventually you're going to start to develop plaque on your arteries. Typically, you know, your 30s, 40s, and so on. And then it, it sort of crescendos. It really sounds like eating unhealthier isn't even actually the cheaper option. It, sounds, it seems Not like in the, the end, no. Deceptive, Not in the end, it seems no. like the deceptively expensive one. It is. It is cheaper up front. And then in the fucking end, you pay dearly for it. Okay, so that doesn't mean you can't get fucking cancer out of the blue and just fucking die anyway and end up paying a bunch of shit. But nonetheless, like it does, it is cheaper to eat like crap at first, but then people are drowning in fucking medical bills and they lose their fucking house, you know. So what again, you you eat this shit, blood pressure spikes immediately. It's going to go up. Your heart rate's going to go up. Okay, and then your heart, your arteries are going to start to get lined with plaque. And then, and this is also exacerbated badly if you smoke, because when you smoke, it constricts your arteries. Even if you don't smoke, the plaque buildup by itself is bad enough when you eat like trash. So with that in conjunction, eventually the plaque builds up to such an extent that, and your blood pressure, again, it's raised, so your blood, your blood the pressure is thicker, it's more viscous, it's harder for the blood to travel. You see what I'm saying? And you have all this fucking salt. And salt retains, it, it retains weight and all this other shit in your body. Okay. So then your blood, pre- uh, your blood vessels constrict and then 
boom. All that, that blood's trying to get through. It can't. It's blocked. It's backed up. And this is how a clot develops. You know, it may break off, go to the heart. You have a heart attack. Or it breaks off, goes to your brain. You have a stroke, which is exactly what happened to your aunt. Okay? Her bad eating habits and all of her shit caught up with her. And essentially what happened is she developed a clot at some point. It yeah. broke off and went to her brain stem. Caused yeah, her to have a stroke. Guys, for you guys who don't know, yeah, like a few years back, my aunt had a stroke because... Uh, she has a very unhealthy lifestyle where she just eats and eats and eats and eats and, and smokes. Eats and smokes. Yeah. But most but mostly eating unhealthy stuff and sometimes just at bad like bad hours too. Like she would like yeah. wake up at the dead of night and just eat whatever she can. No, that's not that's a whole that's a separate issue. That's not good. And the reason for that is because you don't want your body to try to digest fat when you're when you're asleep. It's harder on your body. And, uh, you know, it's just generally not good. And it's just bad for sleeping. You know, it's just not really good for your sleeping patterns and stuff like that. Like you eat a, also, you can eat before you go to bed as long as she also drinks a lot of caffeine, too. Yeah. And, you know, that that can be somewhat negative. But again, it, it really depends. I mean, there's nothing wrong with drinking caffeine in moderation. It actually has yeah, positive dude, benefits. Like, dude, she drinks like four or five cups a day and even at night. <laughs> Well, I mean, two, like, two, two or three cups of coffee a day is really not that big of a deal, and you really shouldn't drink after drink them after like five p.m. But that depends on your schedule. And again, that that's a sleeping issue. That's a whole totally different thing. I oh, mean, I don't there's, know. there's science saying. behind like poor sleeping patterns, and people who uh, have trouble falling asleep and sleeping at fucked up hours generally have what. But that's more of a correlation rather than a causation of if you. It's like my dad's a perfect example. He eats really late at night. It really has no bearing on weight gain or this. You know, there's a myth that if you eat late, uh, the fat stores easier. That's just that's not really anything. OK, what it is, is that you're up late and you're eating and you're not watching what you eat. OK, so you're just eating a bunch of shit and then it's harder for you to fall asleep because your body is working. It's digesting and you don't want to put your body under duress when you're sleeping. You want to sleep state. So you want to stop eating after two or three hours once your body is properly had properly digested the food but nonetheless that's a lot of bad stuff okay but the point i'm making here is that when you eat all this shit that's what happens you have a heart attack you have a stroke like your aunt or like my parents having heart attacks having you know each one of them having a heart attack it sort of crescendos at a certain point and and something is going to give out eventually either you know you clot your your arteries constrict and again my dad used to smoke um I think he still dips, which is still shitty, but smoking's probably worse. I'm not entirely sure, but they're both shit. But he used to smoke like four packs a fucking day, you know. And uh, So basically, your arteries constricts. You're eating all this trash, all this fucking salty, high-fat meat, trash, garbage, you know, no, not properly portioned. If you're going to eat steak, that's fine. You can eat red meat. It's good. It's got iron in it. It's healthy for you, especially if it's lean. Get the fat off that shit. You know, a nice fillet every now and again, a very low-fat, lean, uh, lightweight meat. Sure, you know, fish. I'd encourage anybody to eat yeah. the fuck out of some fish. That's actually what helped. I think you know, that's actually one of the things that helped me a lot to lose weight when I was over there because near near the end, like uh, for like two, three months, I'd like to say, all I ate was practically fish. Yeah, and of course there, are, you know, there's fish that's not particularly good like tilapia which is generally raised in china and 
it's fattier. You know, it's not, I wouldn't call it a particularly a healthy fish. You know, salmon's fatty, but it's it's got good fats in it. Salmon's particularly healthy. You know, most other trout, some other shits, cod's very healthy. Um, so I think... White so. in general is just healthier. Yeah, it's, you know, so, and it's also how it's prepared, all this other stuff. But the point is, which I've said numerous times at this point, is that it just causes so many problems that, as you said, it, it really isn't cheaper. It really isn't worth it. And, and money aside, money aside, it's going to catch up with you. It really will. It, it, and, and you're just kind of being an arrogant prick to say, no, it won't. Health at any size. I'm fine. It's my body. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Preach that. And then, you know, when you're fucking blind in one eye or you lose a fucking leg or you had a heart attack or a stroke, or, you know, I don't want to hear that shit anymore. I don't want to hear it because you are impacting other people and you're being fucking selfish and you just don't want to admit it or you just don't acknowledge it. You don't understand whatever, you know, I've been there. I've done it. I've lived it. My family lives it now. I see it every time I'm around them. Okay. I know, I know this life. I lived it and have been around it for a long fucking time and I know what it does. Okay. And it's just poison. It's just that fucking simple. Once in a while, if you want to grab a fucking McChicken, Knock yourself out. It's not going to kill you to have. I'm, I'm not the fucking food Nazi over here. Look, if you have the occasional soda, if you have the occasional. Look, I, I love cupcakes. It's my fucking weakness. You know, I, I love a, a fucking nice moist cupcake, but I'm not going to eat one every fucking day all day. You know, I might get one once every couple weeks or something as a nice little treat. It's harmless in the it's grand good, scheme of things. Which is like a good way to go about it, too, because. I mean, yeah, like you, you don't want to completely deprive yourself of it unless it's something huh. really well, unhealthy. Well, then it's an actual treat, you yeah. see. It's not really a fucking treat if you treat yourself all the fucking time. It's the, and also, that's just uh, food at that point. And also, it's just, and just like for all of you fat people out there listening, I don't know how many of you are fat, actually. Uh, trust me when I say... There is nothing sweet when you eat something that's like a treat that you actually enjoy. Like if it's ice cream or cake or even a cookie after you've gone so long without eating it. It's like it's, yeah, it's meaningful. Truly- it's meaningful. It, it, it Like for me, I fucking, again, I love cupcakes. I love a good cupcake. So to, to not have one for like a fucking month, walk in there and get a big ass cupcake. You know, I take my time. I savor that shit. I love it. It's great. It's a genuine treat. It's awesome. You know, so once in a great while, sure, man. You know, have a fucking beer once in a while, whatever. Sure, live it up. I'm not. I'm not fucking telling you to just live the strict ass, no fun, no indulgent lifestyle. Just understand, there are absolutely consequences to your decisions. Trust <clears throat> me when I tell you that, because I've, again, seen way too fucking much. That uh, you're eating this shit, like I said, your your arteries are fucking constricting. You, you plaque, and then boom, heart attack, boom, stroke. And if that doesn't get you, you know what ends up happening for a lot of people is where they eat this harsh shit that's very difficult to digest. And again, my parents were on this medic are on this medication. They'll start putting you on a PPI because you'll notice if you start eating a bunch of trash and sodas and this and that, you know. I'd say one of the first things is you're going to experience heartburn. Heartburn is extremely common, okay? And all heartburn is, for most people, some people have like GERD, which is like a digestive disorder uh, of acid reflux, but most times it's based on diet. 
where people drink too much caffeine, like your aunt who drinks a lot of coffee. I would not, I'm not saying that she does, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if she has heartburn, you know, and, and experiences a lot of like uncomfortable chest shit and whatever. And lots of times these people will be told to take a, a Pepsi and an acid. But then when it's severe or it's commonplace, like in the instance of my parents, they're put on what's called a PPI, which is a proton pump inhibitor. It is a medication that long term suppresses acid uh secretion in your stomach now of course you need stomach acid to break down foods but when you start eating bad shit your body will start to produce more acid in compensation and lots of times it's too much and it causes a reflux in your esophagus now long term if left untreated this can develop into shit like barrett's esophagus which is the erosion of the esophageal lining you know when you constantly fucking punishing your esophagus it can start to erode from the acid or, or, you know, all the social shit. And, you know, that can, it leads to like, and what that means is your throat will start to constrict. It's difficult to swallow. You easily choke on stuff. And worst case scenario, now, of course, this is very uncommon. It can lead to esophageal cancer. Gastric cancer, people eat processed meats, particularly this is more common in Asian countries. Um, Processed meats, salted shit, stuff like that, hams and prosciutto and this, that, and the other, salamis, whatever. These meats have a very high correlation with gastric cancer. Uh, again, they're very difficult to, to digest. They're caustic and very punishing on the digestive system. And again, I've had my gallbladder cut out for, you know, where I had the valvular problem. Blood wasn't flowing properly to my gallbladder, and it was starting to lose blood flow and it was basically going to start going into fucking necrosis. They had to cut it out, which I believe is called a cholecystitis, uh, a calculus cholecystitis, which basically just simply means uh, you, you had to have gallbladder removal, but you didn't have gallstones, which are cholesterol deposits from just basically eating junk. So that's another potential issue, which is, again, also extremely common. My mom's had that surgery. We have bad diet. You eat a lot of fat. And when you eat fat, your gallbladder has to pump like a heart it even has an ejection fraction it has a pumping rate it pump pump pumps and it secretes bile slowly and in, in throughout the rest of your body and you shit it out but what can happen is when you consume and you have a high cholesterol diet an unhealthy diet it starts to it can create tiny little cholesterol deposits these little balls inside your gallbladder and again if it gets out of control a lot of people can have gallstones and they're relatively harmless but they can start to build up and uh, you, you'll start to have a like biliary colic, a lot of pain, and it feels like a fucking heart attack in your right, upper right quadrant beneath your right rib, which is where your gallbladder is. It's next uh, to your liver. And then they'll have to cut it out. And, if, and at that point, you know, so that's a whole other issue that, that can be caused. And then it, I could speak from ve- definitely experience. I've had more problems with that than I have uh, my heart, I would argue, where uh you know it's it's at that point you don't have an organ to pump you know people doctors will tell you oh you don't need a gallbladder it's not entirely true you don't need it but trust me you fucking want to hang on to it because it it's pumps fat and now when i eat something fatty it's far more difficult because my i don't have an organ to to pump it fucking gallbert r.i.p poor gallbert's fucking dead laying in a waste bin rotten somewhere at this point but you know they had to rip him out do what? That's a poor little guy. 
yeah, I mean, it's fucking sucks, man. So at this point now, you know, bile just leaks directly into my fucking digestive tract and it, you know, it's a lot harder to digest. Most people in truth uh, recover properly and they go on to be perfectly fine. I was not so fortunate. It, I've had a lot of long-term problems, but you know, that's called a uh, post-cholecystectomy syndrome, I believe. But that, that could be a whole list of issues. Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, you're looking at potential heart disease, can lead to heart attack, can lead to stroke, uh, you know. And if that doesn't get, you could have a gastric disease, esophageal disease. You could have fucking pancreatic disease, you know, from your uh, fucking all this sugar and all this junk, you know. And you could uh, have gallbladder disease. And then, of course, if you're the, if you're a heavy drinker, I mean, you're looking at potential liver damage down the road. You could have cirrhosis, which is scarring of the liver, you know, and you think you're you're drinking party and having a good old fucking time. And then, bam, in your 50s, you know, you start to look like a fucking Simpsons character. You're walking around yellow. You're fucking jaundiced to, to hell. You know, bam, you find out you've you've got fucking uh, liver disease, you know. You've got fucking cirrhosis or, or you know, and that that's, could be a contributing factor to pancreatic cancer, which is notoriously difficult to uh, find or treat. I mean, you're pretty much well a fucking goner if you've got it. The survival rate is dismal because it's so hard to find because it's, it's so packed into the body and, the, you know, like I said, behind the stomach. So, I mean, there's so much to it and... You are, your life is truly at stake. You know, you, you are, when you cram your fucking mouth full of this trash and you do not pay attention, it, I'm telling you, it, it can and will eventually catch up with you. It will, unless you just like get hit by a fucking car and, and die by accident or something. But, you know, I've seen too much of it. There are maybe some exceptions, maybe, maybe you're 600 pounds and you're running marathons, but I, I really, really, really fucking doubt it. You know, I, and you become I a burden on society. And and again, when it gets to the point where you're a burden on society, it just bothers me. I showed you that video, Casey. You know, the fucking big ass uh, ginger guy who yeah. they have to bathe them in a trough. I mean, come on, man! Like, what the fuck? How do you not have any pride or dignity? Jesus Christ! Like, you literally are bathed in a trough. You know, your fucking father, who's like yes. a senior citizen, has to go out there and run fucking dishwashing liquid over you. I mean, it's pathetic. That's... It's disgusting. I, I don't know how you can just go through that and not feel like embarrassment for yourself. Right, and see, and they do. They do feel embarrassment, and they do feel bad. And you want to know what they do in response? They fucking eat. They eat. So you have to recognize your mistakes and break the cycle. And I know that's easier said than done. I fucking know. Trust me, I know that. As a former fatty... And as a person who is related to a lot of fatties, okay, I can tell you, you can you can attest to that. It's it's not. I never said it was easy. It's not easy. That's it's not never easy. easy. Anything fucking worth having in life, you know, it's it's not going to be easy. It takes a lot of hard work and also just consistency as well. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing, because there's nothing worse than you become like that. You get used to something for a while, and then you just stop it, like. Uh, for me right now, I'm like getting back into physical exercise. I have like a few weeks without properly going to like a consistent basis because of my work schedule. And like today, today going back, it was kind of like a little bit of a struggle to, to do my usual cardio. But mm-hmm. you know, like you know, you gotta do it. You gotta keep pushing yourself. You gotta 
Yeah. And you gotta be consistent about it because I know as soon as I just get get go back to a consistent schedule of how many times per week I go and run on the treadmill, I know eventually I'm just gonna get used to it again. And I'm just gonna be able to do it without tiring myself, without being exhausted by the end. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to give up things, right? Like Libby, for example. She, they've changed her work schedule. I mean, she goes in at 7.30 every morning. But she wakes up way earlier than that, like two hours earlier. She wakes up at like 5.30 in the morning, every morning. And she gets up and she works out every single morning. She goes upstairs in her little room and she works the fuck out for like 30 minutes to an hour every day. You know, and it's a sacrifice. It means she has to go to bed earlier and she has to give up some of her personal time, but it's for her own betterment. Okay. And that sacrifice may not be for you, but see, that's why I say diet is, is really the main thing because you've got it. It is a sacrifice, but it's, I feel again, unless you have like a severe food addiction, so it's an easier sacrifice to make because you already have to eat. Just fucking change how you eat, right? Yeah, it's more time-consuming maybe to cook the right things or this, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, to to exercise and blah, blah, blah. I still think it's a, it's a sacrifice worth making, but it's a sacrifice nonetheless. And you've just got to fucking fuel your body properly. And then when you exercise, start light. You know, start with some basic cardio. Just walk down the street. Spend 30 minutes a day, like briskly walk. 30 fucking minutes. Come on. That's so little. That's nothing. Everybody has 30 minutes. I don't want to hear shit. I don't care how busy you are. I know you have 30 minutes. All right. Just like, for example, when I'm upstairs here talking to you and I've got a headset on, I just walk around. I'll walk on the fucking treadmill while I'm talking to you sometimes. I'll just walk around and I'll get in so many steps. When I'm on the phone, I just pace. I just walk. I don't I don't I don't sit down. You know, the other reason I'm sitting down now is because I'm using a fucking uh, big ass microphone. Otherwise, I'd just be walking on a using a fucking headset. So I mean, it's it, it's just easy things like that. Just go out, walk your fucking dog for like half an hour, an hour a day. That's it. You know, keep it simple, and then move up from there. And then when you start to feel in shape, you start to feel a little confident. You know, you don't have to go get this fucking gym membership. Now, I would say that that absolutely does have its benefits. For some people, going to the gym is highly beneficial and i think it's a great place to start like again somewhere like planet fitness is cheap it's like 10 bucks a person it's very low commitment you go in there and i think for a lot of folks it's encouraging to be around other people who are attempting to get in shape and you know there's a bit of a competitive competitive uh competitiveness to it as well and you know there's a lot of tools and again it's encouraging to be around other people but if that's not for you or you're too self-conscious or or you just don't have the time for something like that. Again, getting a, ch- a cheap treadmill. I-, I bought a treadmill for like 350 400 bucks. It's not amazing, but it gets the job done. And, you know, we got some nice adjustable weights as a wedding gift. So, you know, I'll walk on that treadmill for 30 minutes to an hour a day and then just lift those those weights, you know. They're like 30 pounds a piece, not, nothing big. And that's it. You know, I'm, I'm certainly no fucking swolt up bad motherfucker or anything like that. I'm just... Keep my weight low, eat light, eat healthy, get a little bit of cardio in, get my heart pumping, because it's a muscle it, it, at the end of the day. It's a fucking muscle. You have to work it. And, you know, get some slight 
lifting in, you know, no, nothing, nothing major. That's it. I mean, anybody can do that. I, I don't care how, unless you're fucking wheelchair bound, you know, walk down your street for half an hour, lift buy some cheap, tiny weights at Walmart or something. And just, that's it. You know, you're good to go. It's, it's really not that much of a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice, but it's very manageable for most, you know, it just depends on the person. So that's really my two cents on it. It goes super deep. And if you really, Again, I would encourage anybody who's interested in knowing more about heart shit, Heart 411, the book by, I think, I believe his name's uh, Gilanoff. Great fucking book. I believe it's on Amazon. Uh, really great place to start. There's so fucking much information because so much of it impacts your heart, and your heart is arguably your most important organ anyway. And if you take care, if you're doing the appropriate things to take care of your heart, in all likelihood, that's going to trickle down and, and impact other things as well. If you're eating clean, if you're eating clean enough to keep a healthy heart, you know, it means that the the rest of your body is likely to be healthy as well. So just take care of yourself. Watch what you eat. Pay, look at the back of the box. Pay attention to the nutritional values. If you have money to throw around and you really want to get healthy, I would also encourage a, a program like HelloFresh that really – all the information's there. All the data is there. You know exactly what's going in your body. It's great. Even if you have kids, if you can afford it, it's about it equals about ten dollars a meal. It's a little cheaper if you do a, a four pack. I don't really know. You save a couple bucks per meal, but you could do it in increments of two or four. But for two people, it's about ten bucks a person. You know that could be arguably a little high, but it's worth it in my opinion for you know three nice, real lean, healthy meals a week. And supplement that, you know, if you go out to eat, eat something light, you know, get get one of those fucking voila bags with the veggies in it, the steamables or something like that. Very low calorie, doesn't take a lot. It's not that hard on your body. There's so many options out there. Just read, research, educate yourself, spend time learning about the human body and how shit really impacts you. Because while you are right and not everyone will succeed at this, just by learning in educating yourself, I, I would argue, as I said before, a lot of people would really be deterred from a lot of things. Some people will still dip right back in that pool, but, you know, it's it's just a great place to start for anybody who's interested in getting healthier. Yep, it's a good way. And, you know, like, for a lot of people, you know, start with cardio. Cardio is the best way to... Yeah. For sure. For sure. Start start with cardio. Don't don't go in there like fucking you know, I, I definitely am irritated by people who go in there fucking eat like crap and have a beer gut and they're in there trying to get their fucking arms swollen. I mean, come on. Yeah, no. Fuck no, off. Like, first that. thing you do, Ugh. cardio. That's do, do your you fucking do. cardio. Start with your cardio, like expand you, from there. Yeah. If you want to lose weight, you focus on the cardio. Like weight weight training can come later. Focus on cardio. Not, focus you don't on give a shit and you just want big arms, you know, knock yourself out. But if, if you actually want to get healthy, like you said, start with cardio. But yeah. anyway, I think that about covers my ranting on on that on that subject. That was a rant? Or well, no? I mean, and, and to an extent, I felt like it was relatively informative. It was definitely less hateful than the, <laughs> the, the one on responsibility a few weeks ago. Holy shit. That was a rant. This was more... Um, I would say assertively educational. I'll I'll say that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're out of here. All right. Bye. See y'all.